99% of people say that family is the most important thing in their life. Yet, building a harmonious family can be a challenge to many of us. So many questions we have no answer to. In this podcast, Nevena Bajalac, Dubai's number one harmonious family expert and coach, interviews parents around the globe so you can hear real stories, experiences and struggles parents face. Every guest will share a unique discovery about parenting that nobody told them about. And Nevena will share with you a unique tools, strategies on how you can enjoy parenting more and build that harmonious family you have dreamed about. Hello everyone and welcome to the new episode of Building a Harmonious Family with Nevena Bajalats. And today my guest is Kajal Kurana and she's an author, actually best-selling author, podcast host as well and wellness coach. She is mother of two and since 2010 she has helped professionals, entrepreneurs and working mothers to have positive mindset. I think everybody need a positive mindset so you want to stay today and listen to Kajal. And she also helps uh, women to gain clarity in business, improve quality of their sleep, adapt healthy eating habits and so you can stay productive and achieve your goals faster right so what she does is that she helps her clients adapt to these changes in an easy way so it becomes their lifestyle rather than a struggle um, I'm very excited to welcome and Kajal is actually coming to us today from Singapore so I would love to uh, let Kajal talk um, now and tell us a little bit more about your background how did you started everything you're doing now and tell us a bit before you became a mom how your life changed when you become a mother and so on. First of all, thank you, Navina, for having me on your show. It's an honor to be here and talk to your audience about my journey and what I do. Really, thank you so much. And uh, you have asked actually too many questions on my journey, my life before my kids, after kids, and what exactly I do. So to start with, um, uh, I was always inclined towards health and wellness since a very young age, you know. I remember when I was in college, I used to go for morning walks with my friend from the same building and and uh, I always wanted to eat healthy. I don't know, in, in the back of my head, I never wanted to fall sick. This was from the very young age. And also, I think there is a lineage behind because my grandfather was a jaundice specialist. He wasn't an MBBS doctor, but he would make medicine with herbs. So when I was very young, a little child, I saw him making those medicines at home with some seeds of some fruit and then putting those powder in those brown papers and giving people, you know, five doses, seven doses. So maybe that's in my blood, I would say. And uh, yeah, so that's a little bit of how I got interested into health and wellness. As I said, I was always inclined. And then I finished my graduation. I worked in corporate for a few years. In fact, I worked in Dubai for a few years and I did not like it. I was like, I hated it nine to five. And I was like, this is not me. I don't belong here, you know, long working hours, politics, racism, you know, I'm sorry I'm saying all these things, but I faced all these things. Then I decided to go back and study a master's in yoga. So I studied few years in yoga. I studied yoga therapy and then I studied uh, meditation. I did Reiki healing 
and then i moved to singapore got married i moved to singapore and life completely changed yes because when we came to singapore our first daughter was only 6 months she was born preterm we had a lot of stress and uh, we came here with a lot of challenges in uh, 2013 but slowly with the help of um, you know positive mindset which we train other people it also helped us both me and my husband to stay positive and you know stay on track eat healthy sleep healthy so we are not feeling burned out anxiety you know so we can escape all of that and then life is different then we had our second daughter in singapore here and uh, once your kids are very young especially below 5 years life only revolves around them you forget yourself you know as a mother as a wife or sorry not as a mother as a wife and other roles but you're only focused uh, being a mother so after our second daughter i uh started thinking about you know my career because i gave a gap in between for one or two years just doing some private uh, consultation and classes but not working for a time after our second daughter was turned one and a half year and the younger one was only three and a half we i decided okay i think enough of you know family and you know be producing babies now i need to start working again so in 2016 i went full fledge again with my work and it's been awesome you know yeah so this is so my tell journey me, yeah i would like first to ask you mention how early was your daughter born before because there's some parents who also went through this so maybe um you can give them some tips let's jump into it straight away so when your daughter was born premature how premature she was and what actually helped you overcome all of those you know negative thinking what can happen and what consequences there can be right uh, i'm glad you asked that i'm for some people it's a very scary story because she was born only in 28 weeks and uh, only 900 grams which is less than 2 pounds and she was in neonatal care unit for almost 55 days and every day doctors would call us for consultation you know uh, giving that kind of fearful consultation this may go wrong that may go wrong her heart her lungs her eyes her brain it wasn't easy you know because leaving her in the hospital you go back home you know you feel that you have left part of your soul you know in the hands of doctors and i had sleepless nights but only being positive and prayers helped me you know so every night i would pray and visualize my daughter being very healthy you know seeing angels around her holding my daughter i mean angels only holding my daughter in their hands and you know helping her protecting her i think that was one big thing which really really helped me visualizing everything being positive and knock on wood she's a healthy baby she's 7 plus now Wow, I got a goosebumps when you tell the story. Really, it's I still have it too. <laughs> it's beautiful, really, and uh, I think visualization it's so powerful because you know everything we see around us came from somebody's imagination at some point, and I think we're not aware how powerful visualizing is. So I'm so happy that you mentioned that. But tell me a little bit more. Um, also, you are now a best-selling author. I think it was in 2020, right? Yes, I recently launched my book in June uh, 2020. Yes. 
So can you tell me a little bit more, what is your book about and how it can help parents who are uh, here, who are listening? Uh, what is it about and what's the name of the book, where they can get it? We're going to make sure that we put a link as well in the description of this podcast so they can go on Amazon and purchase. Sure. So as you mentioned, it's available on Amazon, uh, different uh, markets of Amazon in Europe and, you know, Africa and uh, Australia and uh, US. So you can definitely get it on Amazon, both Kindle and paperback versions are available. And uh, the name of the book is Why Me First? W-H-Y-M-E and F-I-R-S-T first. Uh, why me first? Because uh, from my experience uh, in last 10 years, what I have learned, what I've studied, I have realized if it is not me, like myself, first in all the areas of life, my personal life, my professional life, my health, my relationships, if I am not 100% you know, satisfied or happy or love myself, I cannot cater to the needs of anybody around me. It could be my loved ones, it could be my neighbor, my community, my society, my extended family, or my clients as well. Most of the time, what I notice my clients, if I ask them, okay, tell me what are your three priorities? So the list goes like this, work, family, and then, you know, like health. So I always tell them to reverse it. You know, health, family, and work. Family will always be there. So once your health is perfect physical, mental, and emotional health, all the other things fall in place. So from my experience, I wrote this book that what I did when I was having stressful time during my first pregnancy, that's how my book starts about my journey of being stressed. And then what is stress all about? Then how important it is to have a strong mindset because I also mentioned in the book, strong minds make better decisions. If you're internally strong, you can handle externally anything. You cannot control people. You cannot control situations. You cannot control weather. But what you think and how you deal with it can be controlled. So it's about mindset. Then it's about healthy eating and not falling into the rat race and not falling into the trap of food and health industry, which makes you feel that you're missing out. If your friends are going to the club, you're not going you feel, oh, you know, you're not going to lose weight. You're not going to look good. If your friends are doing keto or, you know, any kind of other diets, Atkins diets or whatever, intermittent fasting, and you are not doing it, you feel you're missing out on something. So in the book, I've clarified all these things that you do not have to try to fit into the society. You can be different and do what suits your need because there is no one size fit all. Everybody's cultural background is different. Likes are different. Eating habits are different. Lifestyle is different. You know, sleep hours are different. Quality of sleep is different. So how can you generalize things? Even the twins are never the same. They come from the same mother's womb. They spend the same amount of time in the mother's womb, same food, same upbringing, yet they are so different. So how can we sell something to the whole world, you know? that this is good, that is good. So I also give an example about fashion industry in my book. No apparel brand will make one piece of clothing and sell it to the whole world saying this is good. They will do their market research. Okay, this is good for Germany because of the weather conditions and the demographics, the size of the people, you know, the structure. For Dubai, they will make it separate. For US, they will make it separate. The brand is the same. But the fabric, the style and the color and the size, everything changes. So if an apparel industry can be smart, 
why can't food and fitness industry be smart so I that's all <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's definitely on my uh, read list. I know at the moment, 2020 with COVID, there is a struggle with shipping books, but I'm hoping to get uh, get it soon as well. So um, I would like to ask you, what are some uh, what is something about parenting that you discovered when you became a parent? And obviously, your parenting journey started very stressful. Um, yes. So what is something that you discovered about parenting that nobody told you before? And now you can share it with other parents listening. I think um, once you become parents, sometimes uh, my journey was totally different. It was stressful, yes. Even though you had normal pregnancy and your baby's full term, you still have other kind of stress, you know, oh, my baby is not sleeping. You know, my baby is not drinking enough milk. Then after six months, what foods you want to introduce? So there are different kinds of stress uh, people have and it keeps changing. Uh, I What I learned uh, from my kids or during, you know, uh, their early stages, I would say, is that things change very fast. Every two months, three months, everything is changing. First two, three months, your child is sleeping most of the time. After three months, their sleep hours reduce. After six months, you have to introduce food to them. After nine months, they're teething. After 11 months, they're walking. So, you know, things are changing very fast. And as a mother or as a parent, you have to be prepared to adapt to it. And definitely do not compare your child to any other child around you. It could be your own sibling's child, your sister's daughter, brother's son, or somebody from your play, play group or somebody from school. Most of the time I see parents compare their child oh your daughter is you know same age like my daughter but she is not as tall or she's still not walking or she's not healthy her weight doesn't increase so much it doesn't matter as far as the graph is going up they are eating well sleeping well and their weight is increasing even 200 grams every month i would say it's good and what i learned from my first daughter our pediatrist already warned us that do not compare your girl to anybody for first five years. So I think that was a big help I had in the beginning because when I moved to Singapore, she was only six months. And every time we would take her to the hospital for her vaccine, doctors would, you know, say, oh, she's very small. She's very small for her age. And every time I had to explain it to them, you know, of course we had to fill the form and all the details were in the system. But every time there was a new nurse or new consultant or a new doctor, and I had to tell them, yes, she is underweight and she is not as tall as she should be because she was born preterm, only 900 grams. So doctors would like, oh, you should go for this consultation and that consultation. Trust me, I did not take any consultations. Oh, so valuable <laughs> information. I'm really appreciating you sharing all of this. And I'm learning a lot as well. And I think I also speak when I work with families and with parents, I also tell them do not compare. And I think we can see as well here in Dubai, a lot of people come and they see other people with amazing lifestyle, with amazing cars, uh, with their children. And I also working for many years in nurseries, in schools, I can see them comparing, oh, my child is reading, your child doesn't know the letters. Yeah. So they put pressure on their child, not knowing actual milestones, not knowing um, 
you know that it's not good to pressure your child in certain things they develop each child develops separately so i really love hearing it from your perspective because i absolutely agree with you and we can see when I work with parents as well, that gap of their unhappiness of where they are and they see other people, especially on social media as well, the, on Instagram right. and the moms. And I tell them, trust me, I work with so many families and I know that what they post is not the true because a lot of them will not share their anxiety. They're not going to share sleepless nights. They're not going to share their uh, stress. So they want to share, you know, like the beauty and when they look, when they have makeup on, when we are dressed up, right? We still want to, yeah. even me for this podcast, I always want to dress up. So it's yeah. something in our head that we want always to look our best and present to the world when we are in our best. And everybody have bad days and negative days. So I think it's, it's very important that we do not compare ourselves to shut down a little bit the noise, like you said, from others, people who tell you what your child should do and how they should behave and look at other people's lifestyle and how they live and thinking that your life is not good because right. happiness, this is what I learned in Dubai as well. Um, I think you're familiar with my story, but I was for five years in orphanage in Serbia, in government orphanage. And then I came to Dubai and I was working in Palm Jumeirah, Arabian ranches, Jumeirah and so on. And people have amazing lifestyle, right? Uh, financially, they're very good. And still, they were stressed. They were unhappy with their life. So for mm -hmm. me, this is how I went into coaching and working with families because I wanted to see what makes family happy, what makes them unhappy. Because I thought that, you know, if you have a nice house and car and lifestyle and you are living in this beautiful city, you should be happy. You should be grateful. But we somehow sometimes lost ourselves on that journey. So we want, we need to go back on that gratitude and expressing the gratitude. So Kajal, um, I want to ask you, um, is there anything you're struggling? So your daughters are now how old? Older one is seven and a half and younger one is five years, three months. Yeah. So is there anything at this specific area that you're struggling with? Anything that maybe I can help you with? Um, I mean, you have such a strong mindset, but maybe any challenges that you're coming across, like you said, every year is a new challenge. Every three months, six months is a new challenge. So is there anything, maybe you have a question for me? Honestly, uh, on the personal front, we are quite good. But uh, on educational front, Singapore seems to be very challenging. You know, you don't get admissions in public schools easily. Private schools are very expensive. So and with this COVID-19 situation, our kids are, you know, at home studying. So yeah, education is one front. I think we are really finding it hard. And we always, both me and my husband, you know, discuss whether it is good to keep them at home and give them, you know, home-based learning or not, how important it is for them to go to school. I know younger one is still very young, but for the older one, soon she's going to turn eight. You know, what are the pros and cons of studying at home or going to school? So that's my only challenge right now, to be very honest. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting year for everyone. It came kind of, you know, it, it really changed the system and the way we think of things. But when it comes to education, I'm going to share my personal example as well. I think we really um, stress way too much about children's achievement in school. And we are very worried if they're going to miss something. And uh, when I was growing up in the 10 years time, in my first 10 years of my life, we had three wars. So there was interruptions with school, big interruptions of a month, of a year. 
And to be honest, uh, I didn't miss out. I have my master's. I have all my degrees now. I speak three languages. Wow. So what I like <laughs> to say to parents, um, I'm going to go back to homeschooling and schooling. But um, what I want to tell you is, first of all, do not worry. Because first of all, a lot of things they're learning now in 20, 10, 15 years time when they're supposed to go on a job market and work, it's not going to be even valid. Technology is rapidly developing. So we are really obsessed. And I remember learning in school so many things that I never used in my life, right? So educational yeah. system is very slow changing while the world is very fast changing. So what you want to focus on is, first of all, how is your atmosphere at home? You don't want to have them any fears. You don't want them to you know, you want them to, this period around COVID, to feel safe and secure and have as much as fun possible. You want to build their confidence, you want to build their independence, and look at some skills, what skills we need to be successful. We need to have confidence, right? We need to have positive mindset, we need our imagination, and we need, for example, public speaking. So you do activities where they can sing in front of others, where they can talk, they can make videos, because this is the reality. We are, you and me are now on video, and we were maybe shy at the beginning and struggle. So this is what we need and skills that we need. So I would look on that. When it comes right. to schooling and homeschooling, it's just making a peace, making a decision and then making a peace with it because there is a risk in both. Uh, I mean, right. with virus, I know families back home in my home country who got a virus, they didn't leave the house for months. So the whole mm -hmm. families with children and parents and they were really cautious. So when it comes to the virus, you're still not gonna 100% isolate yourself. You're gonna have to go to the supermarket. You're gonna have to go to the park. So even in the school, there is maybe a little bit bigger risk because they are surrounded, but all you need is like one contact. So you have no idea who can, who can transfer this. So it's okay. just looking at those pros and cons when it comes to their learning, I would say, and then make a decision. What will feel she will benefit more? What will she enjoy more? And then right. you make a decision that you are feeling in peace with. Amazing. I think uh, you're speaking my language, to be very honest, because I don't believe in putting academic pressure, to be very honest. And we have uh, quite, you know, disciplined life at home as well. I let them do whatever they want to. There are no restrictions and there is no fear. As you mentioned, they are very free to play. At the same time, we are having, a, you know, home-based tuition for them, like a teacher comes every week to teach them maths and English. So at least they are, you know, learning the basics. And um, apart from that, yeah, they do their art class, they go for their skates lesson, and they sleep by 8.30, they're already in bed right now. So we have kind of, you know, balanced lifestyle. And I agree with you that uh, whatever we learned, even I don't remember what I learned when I was in my you know, seventh or eighth year or ninth year, you know, as a child, I really don't want to put pressure, but somewhere in the back of your head, you feel, oh, yes. I think it's in, the society talking to yeah, you. Yeah. They should go to school. They should learn math. They should learn English. So it's still deeply rooted in us what other people are thinking, what society is saying, right? I actually don't listen, to be very honest. I cut the noise. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there is like debate most of the time. Okay, we are not being very uh, concerned about it because anyway, like you mentioned this year, we want to be very cautious, like one point of contact also we want to avoid. 
but i wanted to ask you you know how important it is to keep them at home and give them education or send them to school and give them education and you clarified it it doesn't matter as far as they are getting best uh, you know knowledge they are being creative they are feeling it's all you know, about emotional health so if yeah you are all emotionally happy in the family there is opportunities they can play they can explore they still have things to learn and do uh, it's absolutely fine they're going to remember that they're going to have good memories and this is what you want out of this as well right. and you know one thing i definitely want to say it's like mothers are like a role model to their kids don't it doesn't matter what you tell them eat sleep they don't listen but it's like monkey see monkey do at least in my house so you were talking about videos right so my kids watch me most of the time if i do podcast recording in the in the morning they are awake and when i do my video recordings for my other you know content so they see mama is making videos and we have to stay quiet in the room and then suddenly when they are playing i watch them in the living room with their dummy cameras they will say mama please don't come here we are making videos you know they are already into that zone i was like okay awesome so you don't have to have that camera fear you know you're only 5 and 7 and 90% of the time they are either uh, you know repeating what i spoke about my podcast you know welcome to be bonfire entrepreneurs i'm your host kk they will repeat exactly same lines or my previous video the latest video whatever they would re, you know remember about leadership qualities whatever i spoke in my video exact words they will frame and they are like dummy recording <laughs> so it's monkey see monkey do so mothers need to be very cautious of what they are doing not what they are saying Yes, absolutely. And I had some guests already on my podcast saying the same thing. And like you said, we think the same and we agree. And I think this is amazing to wrap up the session with this uh, good advice as well. So thank you, Kajal, for being here. I'm going to definitely put the link for all the listeners to connect with you, to connect, uh, listen to your podcast and purchase your book to understand why is the most important that you put yourself first. So why me first you have to take care of your mental health emotional physical health and then you're going to be the best version and best parent you can for your children as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining me today and I will see you in the next episode.